Welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast. My name is Marianne Metz, and I'll be your host. As a female navigating the challenges that rise with leadership, I wanted to start a conversation with you as a woman in the workforce myself and offer a resource for leadership excellence. This podcast series is sponsored by Ascension Transformation Solutions, your business transformation technology partner. As you tune in to listen, you will meet Debbie Collard and Susan Ireland, our leadership experts who will be answering questions to offer you exclusive insights to help you thrive in your career. Stick around. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Women and Leadership podcast. I hope everyone's having a great day so far. But if not, I'm glad you decided to listen in today because today's episode is full of a great encouragement to boost your energy on a cloudy day like it is outside. Before we get started, please help us out by rating and reviewing the podcast. We love reading your comments, and if you like today's conversation, maybe take a screenshot of this episode and tag one of us in your Instagram story or a Facebook story. You can tag myself on Instagram at Marianne Grace or uh, Seasons on Instagram at Seasons Leadership so we can hear your feedback. Now I want to welcome Debbie and Susan, the co-founders and leadership experts from Seasons Leadership Program, who we have some great advice for you today. Thanks for being here, ladies. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're talking about how to be a motivational leader even when you're not feeling it. I know we all have our days where we kind of lack the motivation to be a strong leader. And on the podcast today, we're going to explore why this happens and equip you with tools that you can implement when you find yourself lacking inspiration. I know I feel like this on occasion. As such experienced leaders, have you ever felt like this before, ladies? Oh, absolutely. I felt like this a lot of times, many times. You know, it can happen anytime to anybody, and it can even happen frequently. And it's really important to ensure you can still show up and lead, even when you may not feel like you can. As a reminder, and we've said this in previous um, podcasts, we are all leaders, whether we realize it or not. We're a leader to someone, and they see how we show up and how we lead, not just in the times when we're excited about doing it and energized about the work, but also in those times when we are really low energy and not feeling very motivational ourselves. So since we're all leaders and we all have low times as well as high times, it's really important to be able to be motivational to others, regardless of where we are in our own energy cycle. Right. Susan, did you have anything you wanted to add? So it's funny because Debbie and I are aligned on so many things. And in this, we still are too, but I have this pet peeve about being a motivational leader because I have a hard time of the concept that I can make somebody be motivated or inspired. And I don't know really that anybody can make me motivated, inspired. However, when I really reflect on it, I am very motivated and inspired by people or leaders who are they themselves motivated and inspired. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like, I believe the best way I can be motivational is just to be motivation, be motivated myself um, by what I'm, I'm doing or how I'm achieving my purpose. I think this is conversation is really important because I don't always feel up and motivated. 
we're all human. And so we go up and down. So it's, what do I do with that? Especially when I do have responsibility for leading a team or a family or um, a community group, um, because our, our moods and our attitudes um, do cast a wide shadow. So it is normal to lose the energy you felt at the beginning of your career. And it is normal to maybe lose sight of your long-term goals of personal growth. This can be a real battle for many women, but we're here to share with you some advice on how to get back on track and find your motivation once again. First of all, it's important to identify what really motivates you. I hope you are seeing a pattern from our previous episodes that self-reflection plays a huge part in the first stepping stone to answering the majority of questions that plague your mind when it comes to leadership. This is not only true in a business setting, but also in your everyday life. Ladies, can you both share some motivating factors that keep you going when you start to lose focus or energy at work as an example to some of our leaders? Yeah, I'd like to jump in on that one. But first, I'd like to jump in and respond to Susan's earlier comment about she doesn't think she can be a motivational leader or she can motivate anybody to do something or inspire anybody to do something. And then she answered her own question and refuted that thought by saying, but I am inspired by people who are inspired. So yes, you can inspire somebody else and you can motivate somebody else. You're not intentionally trying to but you do it nonetheless because you're by being excited and inspired and motivated about what you're ever you're participating in, in turn, you are inspiring and motivating others. That's exactly right. I really, I exactly right. Because um, there's really nothing more exciting than when you talk to somebody who's excited about what they're doing. That is so inspiring. And, and that's something that we have control over. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something we've talked about earlier in answer to Marianne's question now is values. Having values as a person, individual, and as a leader is so important because that gives you a um, true north. That gives you a way to stay aligned in your life, in everything that you're doing, including motivation. So staying true to your values and having a purpose, remembering why you do what you do. The why is so important. The what isn't really, Mm -hmm. but the why is so important. And having those goals and keeping your eye focused on the long-term, even when there are setbacks. And oh, by the way, there will be setbacks. We talked a lot about that with change, right? But remembering that someone even if you don't know who that someone is, is depending on you to lead and to be an example is important because then you can have the thought, how do I want that person to be, to view me? If I put myself in their shoes, do I like what I'm seeing reflected? Do I feel that's motivating and inspiring? And so values, purpose, goals, and then holding that mirror up to yourself and staying aligned. Susan, what else? Well, I, another thing that I keep in mind is something we talked about in an earlier podcast, my state of mind. I feel like I have the responsibility and the capability to choose my state of mind. Now, it's not that I'm always in a positive state of mind, far from it. We live in this challenging world, 
with all types of people in all types of states. <laughs> Have you ever noticed how you're impacted when somebody you come across is in a foul mood? It's contagious, but luckily so are the positive states. So when I'm feeling like I'm not at my best, I realize that my state affects other people around me, my family, my friends, my colleagues, mm-hmm. even the person who's who's making my coffee for me in the coffee shop. And that's not who I am. I'm not, my values are not such that I want to perpetuate my foul mood or my negative state of mind. So I reconnect with my personal values and I do my best to to elevate my state of mind in that I do things like listen to music, like in the morning, I'll turn on my uh, Spotify and listen to uplifting music. Um, I talk to somebody, I read an inspirational book, I can write in my journal. Um, But it's enough self-awareness to know that, ah, this is how I'm feeling. Pay attention to it because there's a reason behind it, but not, not to wallow in it and perpetuate it. Because as a leader, I have the responsibility to, Mm -hmm. to lead according to my values. Eilid Fischbach is a professor of behavioral science and marketing at the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business. And she wrote a very compelling article on this very topic in the Harvard Business Review magazine. All this information is linked in our show notes on YouTube if you want to go back and read her whole article. Let's take a listen to see what she has to say from a behavioral science perspective on motivation. She says, effective self-motivation is one of the main things that distinguishes high-achieving professionals from everyone else. The trick is to focus on the elements of the work that you do find enjoyable. It can help to tap the power of intrinsic and extrinsic motivators, turn our focus either behind or ahead, depending on how close we are to the finish, and harness social influence. Self-motivation is one of the hardest skills to learn, but it is critical to your success. Ladies, what more can you add to this idea of self-motivated? I think that's great advice that she gave and focusing on the things that you enjoy about your work and being able to tap into both internal or how you feel about something as well as external doing something you enjoy can keep you motivated. One of the things that I like to do whenever I'm not fully motivated or engaged is to take a break. I also like listening to music as Susan mentioned, but um, more often for me, it's going to walk in nature especially if there's a beach nearby for me, that's my big thing. And then it's just about letting myself be not doing anything, just letting myself be being aware and conscious of all the things around me. Um, You might remember the scene from the classic movie, pretty woman where Julia Roberts takes her shoes off and walks in the grass barefoot. And then she encourages Richard Gere to do the same and explains how great it feels and how good it is for you. And what I believe, what I relate that to, what she was doing was being, getting centered, getting back in touch with reality and grounded and in touch with her joy. So getting centered or whatever that looks like for you, because we're all individuals, is a great path to clarity and self-motivation. 
Uh, one other comment on this too, and this is a tip that I use with my coaching clients who aren't feeling motivated. Start by being grateful. Look inside you and around you and identify what you're grateful for. Being grateful turns out to be a wonderful motivator. Susan, what can you add to the idea of self-motivated? Well, this reminds me of many coaching conversations I've had with people who are thinking about changing their job. The question is, is this lack of motivation temporary or permanent? You know, is it the wrong job for you or is it just that you're experiencing a dry spell um, and the tasks you happen to be doing at that moment are uninspiring or maybe even not necessary? Or perhaps you have a bad boss that you just aren't getting along with. Um, or maybe it's somebody new in the group that it's just changing the dynamics. Um, it's important to understand how you're feeling and take, take the time to choose what is right for you. Um, but what is, it's important for most of us to keep working right? Like Debbie was saying, you know, we, we have to work through this. All jobs go up and down and there's times when we're feeling right. really motivated and times when not so much. I have found that I am more successful when I'm moving towards something than when I'm trying to run away from something I don't want. So, of course, this is when this is something that's tolerable, but it's important to take the time to figure out what I want, not what I don't want. So the question is, until you decide what you do want, don't let your performance and attitude slip because that will hurt you longer in the long run. So in those situations, I advise to tap into your values and your overall purpose, and you might have to be creative. Um, I'll give you an example for uh, me. There was a time when I was feeling really demotivated in the position I held. I wasn't feeling like it was the right job and the right organization, but I wasn't ready to leave yet. But I also really thought about what, why was I staying? And I really respected and honored a colleague who I was supporting, who was leading the business. And I switched my focus from my position and my responsibilities and doing those, this is going to sound funny, and doing those, you know, well, to changing my perspective on what can I do to help my colleague be successful. And what that did is it changed my perspective. So of course I kept doing my job well because that's what my colleague needed. However, it was a change in how I looked at it and opened up my job actually to broader perspectives and actually ideas and way I, ways I can contribute that was more interesting to me. So I ch by changing my perspective, I got more excited about my job and I was more excited to go into work to figure out how am I gonna uh, make my boss's world better today and make the business better, not for myself, 
but for something that was bigger than me. And it changed, it changed my whole attitude. Now it was in the, in the long run, it wasn't the right job for me. And I ended up switching, but I did it on my own time in a way that was really aligned to my values and purpose. And I was able to help my colleague. There are many different types of leaders out there in business, like you talked about, and in life. What would you say to the leader who doesn't think they are motivational and that it is their job to motivate others? Marianne, you know, the topic of being a motivational leader is very important to me. And even though Susan and I may not always see eye to eye on this particular topic, um, I think she would agree with me on that we've both seen and experienced many leaders in many different walks of life. And, you know, some of them were purposefully motivational and they worked at it. They were, they actively tried to be motivational. Some were motivational without seeming to be aware of it. Others were called or appointed as leaders, but they didn't seem to realize that leadership isn't really all about them. It's about the people who are there leading. So what I would say to those leaders in that last category is that you lead even when you don't realize you are. So would you rather be the type of leader that people want to follow because of the example that you set, or would you rather inspire people to not want to follow you and not want to be like you? I'm so very grateful for the amazing leaders that I've gotten the opportunity to work with and for. And while I'm also grateful for the leaders that I learned what not to do from by watching them and what they did. I can't help but think how much more effective and motivating those leaders would have been if they stopped to think how what they were doing was impacting or motivating or demotivating others. According to an article from the Journey of the Leadership blog, motivation is necessary to face high-level challenges, to put thoughts into action, and it helps pave the way to a vision or a goal. It improves self-confidence, self-esteem, discipline, job satisfaction, employee health, vision, and even purpose. Susan, can you talk about a time where you regained your long-term vision and purpose that helped you manage your leadership efforts during a present circumstance? Um, I've been asked about this by people dealing with difficult situations. Um, My advice is to keep the long-term vision in mind and their purpose as a leader. Sometimes we get so caught up in the day-to-day action items and firefightings that it's hard to remember why we are here in the first place. I know for me, sometimes I got so busy that, you know, all I was doing, it felt like was answering emails. And I wasn't, you know, when I thought about it, it's like, what am I doing here? I'm not here just to answer more emails. <laughs> uh, it's not very satisfying. And, and uh, uh, but it's a lot of work. You know, we get caught up in, in, in demands and, and time crunch and we get tired. Um, for me, when I feel like that, it is, you know, it's really important to pay attention. So it's like there's something going on and, and to ignore it is going to lead to burnout and poor performance, which then can start a a bad spiral. So again, it's, it's tapping back into your values and your purpose. And um, for me, my, one of my big purposes is helping others. And so it's just like my other 
example of when I was feeling like this wasn't the right job for me, I turned it on to my boss and colleague and said, I want to help him do a good job. And that helped me be more mo motivated. Uh, in other cases, I'm, it's the same way. And I turn my focus on my team. What can I do to help the individuals be more successful? And I'm, I'm more excited about doing that. And if they in turn are seeing some success, then I get more satisfaction of it. And even though I still have all the emails to, to read and respond and all the action items, I still make time to do that because that's where I'm getting the, the motivation and the just, it's like, this is why I'm here. So that is, you know, that why is different for everybody. The important thing is for people to really reflect on that and say, what is it that they can tap into and do to help them through these rough spots or before they decide to make a change? You know, Susan, I'd like to cut in here too, because you, in an earlier um, meeting that we had this year, you were talking to me about Edith Ager, if I'm saying that right. Yes. And um, how she had inspired you. Maybe could you share that story with the listeners also? Yeah. So I do really recommend uh, Edith Ager. She wrote a book recently. She's written a couple books uh, uh, that's called Choices. She's a Holocaust survivor and um, she survived and now she's a psychologist. And she says to focus on what we still have and not what we've lost. I've got a, a, a quote here. To survive, competition and domination get you nowhere. Cooperation is the name of the game. To survive is to transcend your own needs and commit yourself to someone or something outside yourself. So I find if I find someone or something outside myself that I can commit to, I can keep moving forward, even in the most difficult situation. And thank you, Debbie, for reminding me. No, it was good. It was inspirational to me when you told me about it. We haven't yet mentioned demonstrating integrity yet, and this is a key element to finding success when you lack the motivation to be a great leader. Debbie, what does integrity mean for you, and how does it correlate with your motivational factors? What integrity means to me, integrity is one of my core values. Keeping my promises and doing what I say I will do, or if I can't, explaining why. Um, in earlier podcasts, we talked about how important it is to identify your values and stay in alignment with them. And we even talked about it earlier in this podcast. Being aligned with core values keeps a person congruent as a leader and as a person. So having integrity for me is a double plus since it's one of my core values. But even if we were to look at it by itself, having integrity um, is so important to being motivational. People see our actions. And if we're walking the talk as leaders, even if they don't necessarily agree with what we're doing or why we're doing it, they're still going to be more apt to admire that and follow us than if we acted without integrity, because they will see that as well. They're going to be motivated by that demonstration of integrity, even if it didn't match what they thought 
they would do in the situation or what they thought we should do in the situation. So it gets back to, hmm, I don't like that decision Debbie made, but I get why she made it because she was walking the talk that she's talked about all the time. So, so I can get behind that and I can support it even if I don't agree with it. If I didn't have integrity, people are going to know that too. They're going to say, oh yeah, well, last week she said this and now she's doing that. So why should I follow her? So to me, living up to your core value and mine, one of mine is integrity is so very important because it says who I am as a person and a leader. And that helps motivate others to follow my example or to follow where I'm leading them. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we are going to equip you listeners with some tools you can implement in your workplace when you find yourself lacking the inspiration. There are over 30 helpful tips from the Journey to Leadership blog that are linked in our show notes on YouTube, but I wanted to mention the top three tips right now so you can start applying them today to help you find success as a leader. Tip number one is stay close to your convictions and your values, just as Debbie said. Tip number two, stay accountable to someone. And tip number three, invest in trainings and personal development. The Seasons Leadership Program embodies each of these elements through helpful workshops that are designed to elevate and expand your leadership presence. I would highly encourage you to sign up if you need a resource for leadership development to assist with your motivational goals. Susan, how can our leaders sign up if this is something they're interested in? Great. We, we want them. Go to our website, seasonsleadership.com and apply. And by applying, you're not committed. It just starts the conversation with Debbie and me. We want to ensure that the program is the right one for you. And uh, so don't hesitate. We are ramping up for an exciting and enlightening 2021. And I'd like to add, we're global. We've got um, participants so far from all around the world in a bunch of different time zones. So this is going to be a dynamic and exciting program this year. Excellent. And thanks for sharing. And as we come to a close for today's episode, we will end the show with my final question. Like I always ask, do you each have one last piece of advice for our listeners who might be struggling today on staying motivated as a leader? So my piece of advice is this, when you're not feeling particularly inspired or motivated, you may not be very motivational to others, but you know what? It's okay to not feel motivated. We're all going to have those times and we can't escape them or wish they would just go away. When you find yourself there, do that scan of your thoughts and feelings. What are you telling yourself? How might you give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling in that moment? How might you stay true to your values and be the kind of leader you want to be, even if you're not feeling like it's very motivational? Being true to those values, having integrity, and demonstrating leadership through tough times is extremely motivating to others. My advice is to remember that we're all connected and our actions affect others. Take responsibility for your state of mind and how you show up. Take care of yourself and stay aligned with your values and purpose. Also remember that others are going, what other people are going through. As a leader and a human being, it's important to be empathetic to what others are feeling. 
Yes, let's make sure that we stay passionate and focused on our long-term goals. Thank you both for taking the time to share your stories and inspirational ideas with us today. Tune in on Women Wednesdays for more episodes. See you next time. Thanks for joining me today on the Women in Leadership podcast series. If you loved our podcast, we encourage you to sign up for the Seasons Leadership Coaching Program, a year-long leadership program for women designed to support your growth and success as a professional. The program was created to help motivate female leaders and further their self-awareness to live into their potential while making a difference. For more information or to register yourself for Seasons Leadership, visit their website at seasonsleadership.com and follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn to stay connected. See you next time.